Howdy, howdy, and welcome to my bloody Judy with your final forgets, myself, Zachary Patton Garcia. And Ian Carlos Crawford. Hey, Ian, how are you today? Hi. Hi. I'm all right. I'm all right. Good to see you. Yeah, we're acting like we just, we just threw the laptop open and hit record, but we've actually been talking about 90 Day Fiance for the past 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you love 90 Day Fiance, tell me what your favorite cast is. Put it down in the comments below. <laughs> uh, today, we are going to be covering the 2006 remake of When a Stranger Calls. Ian, you have not, you had not seen this one, have you? Correct. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. Uh, okay. It wasn't like spectacular, but it was good. Um, it was spectacular? And it built ten it it built tension really well, but I there was a point when I was like, okay, we have built the tension. We need something <laughs> to happen. And then there was still like 20 more minutes of building the tension. Um, but that being said, I still liked it and it was like definitely like worth a watch. Um yeah. definitely like up there in those early two thousand like remakes, like I mean, you know, it's not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, but it's pretty good. I think it's pretty on par with the, with maybe the Texas not on the level of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but maybe a couple notches below. I still think it really adds to the 2000s remake, you know, craze. It there, there was we were talking a little bit about this while we were watching it too. Is that there's something about the 2000s remakes or the 2000s horror films that there's just something so aesthetically pleasing about them. They're so nice to look at. They yeah. the cinematography is really nice. They look clean. They look crisp. You know, they're not trying to throw. It was before everybody was trying to throw like an 80s filter or you know a, a sort of aged or like you know going back to different filming techniques. Like we were really embracing newer technology right and embracing the the sort of modern styles of the early 2000s um, and i think this one does a really great job with it uh, i love the cinematography in this i love the acting uh, the i think the pacing is where it kind of yeah. falls a little bit but even that is super forgivable because i think everything that we get is it's just so good right um i remember oh my gosh i don't remember how old i even was i must have been like 11 or something when this came out and I remember watching the trailer. So while we were watching the movie, I could just hear the trailer playing in my head because all of these little tidbits, like the uh, the the mom saying, um, uh, "The kids are at the top of the landing," like all of those little moments were in the trailer, and so I just like hear the trailer in my head. Also in the trailer, they they completely gave gave it away, right? Like I guess they were looking at it as. Everybody has already seen When a Stranger Calls, even though it's not. Unless you're a horror fan, you probably haven't, right? And it's like a much older movie, not like it yeah. was like, oh, just five, ten years ago. Even 2006, it was a much older movie still, you know? So uh, in the trailer, I remember they gave away that, oh, the call is coming from inside the house. Like, I mean, was... but to be fair, that's like the famous line. Like, I feel like as a kid, I knew that was a famous line before I'd even seen When a Stranger Calls. Fair, but I hadn't. So I knew there was other people who hadn't either. And yeah. it's still like, even if everybody already knows it, like, don't, don't blow your load right away, right? Even in the trailer, just like, hold it, hold it in and let people be surprised if they, if they can be. Um, but I, I fucking loved this movie. I saw it in the theater. It was, it was so cool. I remember leaving the theater and like going straight to my Sims game and making the house on the Sims. I was obsessed <laughs> with the house. Um, it, it just that. has like a really great place in my, in my mind. And it, it's one of my favorite horror remakes, just period. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is good. I'm not saying it's not good. It's good. And it's weird shitting all over it for you because I feel like I, I wouldn't think you would love it so much. Really? Why? Yeah. Because, well, the pacing is a little slow and like, 
I don't know. I feel like it's not, there's, I mean, you even said there's like no blood in the movie. Even the dead bodies we see, they're not like bloody. Yeah. Um, this is a bloodless movie. And so I would think that that would really bother you. Um, yeah. No, because I think the, 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 the tension is so good. Right. And the chases are good. Like we're really severely missing in horror films now, like chase scenes and good, like, you know, battle scenes. Like I think yeah. scream five had a really good battle scene, but it still lacked chase scenes, you know? Um, this one doesn't, it, it has a chase scene. Yeah, it does. I would say that's a chase scene. The whole thing through the window in the courtyard and all that. Yeah, yeah. But it kind uh, of like stalls, right? It's like. I don't know. I think at that point in the movie, like the, I, I think the pacing is pretty good by that point in the movie, but kind of give a little bit of context and background. This movie is a remake, obviously, of the 1979 When a Stranger Calls with with the amazing Carol Kane. Um, so Which this is such whole, a weird choice for a final I girl. I know, right? And she was she was much older than like a 17-year-old girl when she was filming that. So it's 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 funny to watch. But that this whole movie is basically the first 20 minutes of that movie. So the, you watch the first 20 minutes of that movie and then... The, I always show people the first 20 minutes of that movie and make them sit down and watch it because it's so good and so effective and the tension is like really palpable and just people get on edge when they watch that. And then the rest of the movie's like so it's like weird. So, it's so, like yeah. It's like nothing, yeah. And then there is a sequel when a stranger calls back and I think this is the one that you thought was when a stranger calls because there's a scene where uh the the stranger is like paints himself to look like the wall it's so fucking ridiculous it's like crazy it's actually like but when, that shit scared me <laughs> i remember that scaring me because but yeah, he's like think, when you think about it it's like he had to paint himself like it's a long time she was gone for a long time he, and he like has to make it completely perfect while he's there and then he just sees his eyes open and he's like calling for her it's absolutely ridiculous he's like he's like and also like it almost feels like that's a lot for a bit sir like you were just doing it to scare her real quick i know just go in there and kill her just do something right i think that it's it's always interesting to look at kind of these strangers motivations because we have one here and we have one in there and i think the one in this movie is a lot more i don't know it feels darker it feels it feels kind of this one scares me more i think well, isn't it? Is there a reason? Is there like a reason to him hunting her? I thought it was the same thing. He was just like a serial killer. Yeah, he's just a serial killer. But I mean, and, and when a stranger calls back, like he's hunting her at that point. Oh, right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not just a stranger anymore. Also, in that in the original one, the kids die, right? Yeah. Isn't it like the calls coming in from the house and the kids are dead? Yeah, and, and they are upstairs and she gets out and learns later that the kids have died. Like we hear that, yeah. like the police saying that the kids were dead upstairs the whole time that she was in there babysitting and the stranger was. Cause I, I remember as a kid being like, I watched that. I think I, I probably watched them back to back. I remember watching them at a sleepover and like, I remember being very shook that like <gasps> the children. And 1979, that was brutal, brutal. Yeah. It was, it was do that it's, often. It's, it's such an effective 20 minutes. It really is. And, and it's just so good. Um, I remember watching that. They would play that over and over on the Bravo's like 100 uh, Scariest Movie Moments. I was always excited to watch that little clip. Because, um, I mean, <laughs> I wasn't searching it on YouTube or anything. I had to go buy the fucking movie. And so I remember the first time I ever bought it just being like, oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. Um, but it's it's a, it's based on the urban legend of the babysitter and the man upstairs. Right. The urban legend of the the babysitter and the man upstairs is there's a, there was it's based on the murder of Janet Christman. You know, I love a true crime. True crime like terrifies the hell out of me. And so Janet Christman was babysitting these kids that she knew and and she was like she was like 14 or 15 or something like that. Maybe maybe even 13. She's pretty young and the police got a call 
of a woman screaming and she was just screaming bloody murder, screaming for help. And then the call went dead. They tried to like trace it in that old way that they would plug, you know, a bunch of plugs into the walls and like follow the cord, you know, the whole treasure hunt. And they weren't able to do it and the line went dead. And then the parents came home and found her like strangled and like she'd been like abused and like just completely murdered. It was horrible. I don't think the kids, the kids were fine. The kids were in the back room. Uh, And this inspired the babysitter and the man upstairs. And now ever since then, we have we have all of these horror movies that really call back to this, right? Halloween calls back to this. Black Christmas calls back to this. When a stranger calls, like this is Scream. The, the, scream. This is the urban legend that has, I feel like, had the most hold on, on our society, you know? I actually, because when I grew up, we didn't have the internet. Um, and like, there would be so many people that'd be like, oh, this is a true story. I totally thought... Whenever, like, you know, I grew up being like, yeah, that's that's really happened. I didn't know it was based on anything. And I just assumed it was like completely a made up thing. Like, I didn't realize it was actually based on something because, you know, so much it's like that is based on a truth. Like the way like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on a true story. But like, yeah, very barely. Um, I just assumed that that was like total bullshit and urban legend. Like how I know he did last summer with the guy with the hook. Yeah. I mean, every urban legend comes from something, though. So it's all they're they're all rooted in some sort of truth. It's just like how true now is now it, I'm right? like we should do urban we should cover urban. I movie. would I would be really down for that. I think that would be a cool episode. I haven't so revisited re- that. In <laughs> the remake of or the, the the original of this one is much more of like a like a cop drama. You know, the cops yeah. are trying to find this stranger. Where's the stranger? And the first twenty minutes are really the the part about Jill. You know. Um, the remake is all about Jill. We're seeing the whole movie through basically her eyes. We do get the opening. The opening of this movie gives me chills every single time I watch it. It is so well shot. We're getting – we don't see – we don't see the babysitter. We don't see the stranger. We don't see the kids. We don't see anything going on inside this house, right? But we hear everything over the phone, and we see like shadows in the windows and 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 – this house is right next to this carnival. There's a bunch of people at the carnival, and we're seeing, you know, the neighborhood around the carnival, and people are calling their kids in. It just sets up this neighborhood feel and this like murder that's happening in the house right next door to you so well. What did you think of this opening? Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was going to be like a flashback, is what I thought it was going to be. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I liked it. I also really liked. We weirdly got some good lines at the top. Yeah. For like a movie, like it starts off with a cast, right? But then we have just her mostly. Um, and I thought that was very weird that like, I like when the sheriff walked in and he's like, the one guy's like, oh, you shaved your beard. He was like, I know it makes me look old and fat. And like, yeah. and then, you know, like we cut to like the school and Tessa Thompson's character is like, oh, this is so high school. And she's like, yeah. we are in high school. Yeah. Like we got some like good lines in the beginning. It's good. And it's good. Like 2000, like everybody's very 2000s in this movie, kind of taking you back to the beginning real quick. Um, so we hear this whole murder and we hear these like blood curdling screams. And, and when the sheriff, I, this is what creeps me out so much is when the sheriff shows up, we just like, this is, this goes into like the bloodlessness of this movie. He just walks upstairs, he opens the door and we don't even see what he's looking at, but it's clearly so hor- horrific that he is just like sickened. Um, and it's just so See, terrifying. For me, that's cheap. Do you not like that? I love that. I love that, especially if it's done really well like this. I don't think this was done. This wasn't done in a cheap way. This was done really well. And it's it's the imagine my imagination is going to do more than they could have done for me here. Because I'm super into true crime. And so I'm picturing all of these true crime pictures that I'd you know that I've seen over over well, all the years. Because they said there's no murder weapon, right? So that implies the guy did it himself. 
And we already know this isn't a supernatural movie. Mm. So in my brain, I'm like, how did he rip that body apart? If there's no weapon. He ripped him apart. He there's blood everywhere probably i just don't buy that this man could do that mm. um so for me i was like i don't know how bad could it be and then they're like bringing them out in bags and i was like oh i guess he ripped her apart it's okay. awful and it's not even just her he killed the kids too the kill the kids were killed too so oh. it's like all of these bodies that's oh, okay. what makes it so horrific is like he i thought those were babysitter all and the her. kids no okay. I mean, i'm sure they were there were pieces but i think there were body bags also just of, of each end, I think there were probably two or three kids and a babysitter. Uh, oh, yeah. And so it's fucking terrifying. And then we go right into Jill's storyline. And I love, we don't really get Jill and all of her friends, but we still have enough presence for them in this movie in a weird way. You know, yeah. like Tessa Thompson has, like, I remember her. I and recall she has, like, four her four lines. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And even when we check back in with her at the bonfire later, like, it's really good. You know, it's good, like, bringing her in a good, a good point. Um, and then Katie Cassidy is just so fun, right? I feel like Katie Cassidy and Brittany Snow were probably going for all the same roles. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have and Camilla I, Bill. Yeah. And so, wait. So I was, I looked up the movie that I know her from is um, Chum Scrubber, which I can't decide if it's a movie you would like or not. And I haven't revisited it in a while. But there was a minute when it was like my one of my favorite movies. Like it was top 10 on my MySpace, I think. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Did they do top 10s on MySpace for movies? I don't well, remember. Well, no, I, I would always do that. Ah. I would, because I had the custom HTML. So I would find the movie posters and like in the HTML, make them small. So that way it was three per row. And like, Ooh, look at you letterboxing before, before everybody <laughs> right? else was, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Camilla, uh, or Katie Cassidy is, I think, one of my favorite roles that she was in was uh, Black Christmas. I really like her in Black Christmas. We covered that one. She's the main girl, yeah. Yeah, and I think she works really well in horror. I think she's she's a good sort of horror. I don't know if I buy her as a final girl, but I really like her in horror. Um Camilla Bell is one of my favorite final girls like ever. I think she is so good in this and she's so capable and she comes on screen and she's instantly just stunning. You know, she's like not a normal high schooler at this, at this school. You know, she has these really beautiful eyebrows, this beautiful face. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we, I, I like when Zach and I have the same taste. Doesn't happen often. <laughs> no, not often. Um, and we get like teen drama, you know, we get all this set up. She's got it. She's, she's got teen drama. Her friend cheated. Or her, her boyfriend cheated on her with her friend. And... The thing I liked is that, because I like, I think I've said this before, probably a million times. I like when the story's already happening, like the story of the character is already happening, even if it's not, you know, and like, they don't explicitly say that her best friend, Katie Cassidy, is the one that kissed her boyfriend. But like, yeah. we get it because they're talking, like she sees her boyfriend, she doesn't want to talk to him. She sees Tessa Thompson. Katie Cassidy comes up to them. She won't talk to her. Yeah. And Tessa Thompson has the, the, which I thought was a really good line of like, this is some high school. And she's like, we are in high school. Um, <laughs> like, I like that that shit's happening and it really doesn't matter, but we still get it because like it makes that world feel more, more full. Right. Yeah. Um, and we need that in a story. If it's just going to be her by herself, we need like a little bit of her. Yeah. Um, and we know she's an athlete. I mean, you compared it to crawl, which I thought was accurate. No, it's yeah. opening. So like, it makes sense that she can fight back. Right. We learned that she's at least like, she's got the endurance. Shape, she's right? gonna, I yeah. thought the running thing was going to play in a little bit bigger than it did. I think the only time it plays in really is when she's running from the guest house to the, but even then it feels like while, while she's running to the guest house or running back from the guest house, they forgot that she's a runner because she's running a little flimsy instead <laughs> of like fucking bolting. Right. Yeah. You know, like I feel like we should have got a real good bolt moment from her and we didn't really get that. 
I think the I think more than her being a runner is we needed to see her stopwatch. That she why would she have a stopwatch like that? I guess that was the whole yeah, yeah introduction for that. Um, but yeah, she's got drama. Her you know we, we slapped down on her drama and her boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend and and every it, it is so two thousand because they're talking about minutes every other every other sentence right. They're all like. We talked for I so many minutes. That. I have to babysit because I went over my minutes. I'm like, you didn't add him to your top five. You're five. You can talk like, to anybody unlimited minutes. That felt so like that was what dated it the most was like them yes. talking. That was like something I had forgotten about. But it makes sense for them to talk about that here. Also, it's wild how many famous people are in this movie that have like. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tessa Thompson looks baby. She's baby in this movie. Like how she, old is Tessa Thompson? I think she's. I want to say she's like around my age. Um, we can probably find that out on our um, internet devices. <laughs> our cell phones are now where we pull them out of these cell phones. Uh, it's just, it's funny. Yeah, because, she's 38. She's my age. Well, you're younger. Crap, man. It's just so weird. It's so weird because she's always kind of been in my mind because she's always been in a little bit of everything. You know, she's one of those actors and now she's a little bit more prominent. Uh, but, she was in one season of Veronica Mars. Uh, that's I what I, that. that's what I first knew her from. Mm. It was around this time. Yeah, um, but it is a very dated movie. It feels dated. It feels like very early 2000s, but it's like in a fun way. It's not in an yeah. annoying way, you know? It's, it's It doesn't bog it down. Especially for us. I would be I would be curious to see what somebody else would say, like a, like a Gen Zer watching this or something. Yeah. Um, I love Jill's outfit. I think she has a, the, a wonderful filing girl outfit. It's it's so good. It's this pink little shirt, and she's got she's got layers under it, right? She's got very two thousand, very two thousand. She's got two thousand <laughs> haircut. You know, she's ready. Um, I also really like Katie's outfit that she shows up in later. Yeah, Is her name Katie in this? Tiffany, Tiffany's Tiffany. outfit. Yeah, Tiffany. yeah. I think Tiffany looks flawless in this movie. Um, yeah, she looks great. I love a low rise jean. I'm a guy who never had to wear them, so I love a low rise jean. You know, <laughs> when she's like looking for her keys, I was her like, ass, her ass her... falls out of her fucking jeans, man. I was I'm... like, how are we not seeing her full ass? <laughs> I am very glad I had never had to be a female in the early 2000s, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like anytime that comes around on Twitter, it's a bunch of ladies being like, I do not want this trend coming back, <laughs> and I'm just like. <laughs> As a gay man, I want it. I'd, I'd, I'd wear them. I'll do it. My ass will fall out. Um, so Jill has to babysit because she went over her minutes because she was dealing with all of her boyfriend drama. I love that she like was so into Bobby and so upset with Bobby. But like as soon as she hears that the Mandrakis have a college, a, t- a son in college, she's like, "Wait, you she's have like, a son mm-hmm. in college?" <laughs> like very ready to dump Bobby. I get it, girl. I get it. <laughs> it's very so- teen- it's teenagery. It's like a real good moment to like show that she's a teenager. Also, like her dad drives her to the job, and her dad is Phil Coulson from Avengers. There's another one. There's another, another one, one who has like four. His only scenes are driving her to there, and then the end. <laughs> yeah, and I barely noticed him at the end. I, I noticed him yeah. more on this watch than I've ever in any other watch. Um, yeah, so her dad takes her to the house that she's going to be babysitting at. And in the original one, we're in a suburban neighborhood. The houses are about you know. 10, 20 feet apart from like each Halloween, other. This yeah. one is very isolated. And I think the set, the location works so well for this movie because they are expanding that 20 minutes into a full movie. You have to have a set somewhere, right? You yeah. have to have a set that's going to be very intriguing and that we're going to be able to do a lot in. And you can, they do a lot with this set, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's really, it, it works really well. It's really cool. I never want to live in it. Creepy as fuck, but it's it's just a cool set and there's this really cool courtyard or like atrium 
that's covered and there's birds in there and it's just I love when a horror movie plays and they're like whenever you have your character your main heroine running around and she's like playing almost you know she's going in the water and she's coming out of the water or she's you know going through like a little window in a corner or something like I like when the set feels like a playground that they have to get through yeah and I like that like when the mom gives her the tour, like we are setting up the entire movie. Like yes, the mom tells her about the lights that like are mo- all the lights are motion sensor. She's like, I oh, get used to it. She tells her about like the birds. She's like, oh, the cat's always there. The cat's trying to eat them. We yeah. literally later see the cat eating the fucking birds, which like, I don't know that the cat would be that. <laughs> right. Like it was like the cat would going. eat the bird. Of course they would. would like- yes, absolutely. <laughs> um. And like, you know, like the, the mom tells her that, you know, we have Rosa, the housekeeper, which is wild that she wouldn't have like done an intro. Um, and then she's like, our son might be there, but he doesn't tell us when he is. Um, I like all that shit when it's basically being like, here are the things you need to pay attention to because mm-hmm. they will come back later. I like. That. Yeah, I do like that. And I really like so we were talking about that, how this movie feels like just not only an extended 20 minutes of those of those the when a stranger calls but also like an extended 20 minutes of of scream right like it feels like scream again just yeah. that opening just expanded to to a full movie um and in scream what the one thing that they do really well that they don't do in the original when a stranger calls and i think this is the better way to do it is the way they kind of show us the layout of the house, right? They're doing it in subtle ways where we see the tour of the house. Like there's action happening or when they leave and Camilla Bell is just like when Jill is just, just exploring the house on her own, right? And trying on the, the jewelry and stuff like that. We're getting a layout of the house in a really smart way. And that's how they did it with Casey. You know, she was on the phone. She was walking through, locking doors. And when a stranger calls the original one, we just get shots, of all of the places in the house, right? Also, so I haven't seen the movie in forever, yeah. but I remember everything being so dark it was hard to tell. Like, it like is. in a scary way, but also in a like I, I can't tell what's going on way. And their purpose in when a stranger calls is not to show you the layout of the house more; it's more to show She's, where is he? Where is he? You know, he could we see him at any in any of these shots? But I really like when, especially when we have this big playground of a, of a set to go through it. You know, it just works so well. You know what? You know what I was thinking of? So we get, we do get the moment like the calls are coming in from inside the house. You know what I thought of? I was like, I know that's the famous line. Like, how the fuck did they know that in the 1979 movie? What do you because mean? the way they do it in this is they trace, they, the, he, the cop is very explicit in how they're doing it. He's like, keep him on the line for 60 seconds. We can see where he's calling from and track the number. But, like, that's not a thing they could do in 1979. Why couldn't they? They must have. They must have. If they're using that technology, because, they had to have been do, been able to do that. Because there are no cell phones. So what but, were they tracking? Because they were tracking whenever – in the, the original one back in the 40s or 50s, Janet Christman, they were trying to track that call. And if that call had stayed on longer, they'd have been able to plug everything into the wall, follow the line, and figure out where it's come from. Well, no, but my thing is then what's he calling for? If it's the house phone that's ringing – how is he calling from inside the house because they didn't have cell phones back? Then. Maybe they had a second. <laughs> Maybe they had a second line. I don't know. Maybe there was a second line upstairs. The kids had their own phone. Someone will probably be able to answer that question in the I, comments. I'm just like. gonna. I'm gonna fill it in with like it's DJ Tanner. She got. Uh, uh, she got. She did enough chores to get her own phone line. You know, she's got her own line. Uh, that must. Fair, be- fair. You bring up a good point, though. Don't ruin that movie for me. Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so when Jill's like, Jill, I love, uh, did you ever babysit? Were you ever a babysitter? 
Yeah, I babysat a lot. Babysitting is terrifying. Babysitting is just scary. It's a scary thing. And so when she's here, she's like, God, it's it's like babysitting a normal house times like a million, right? These windows are right. fucking huge. Like she's in the middle of the fucking woods. Like obviously somebody is out there watching you, you know? Wasn't there also a horror movie that around this time with a house that looked like that called The Glass House? Was that a 90s movie or, or had to, that was like 2000 or 2001, right? That was, what was her name? She was in like Lily Sobieski. Yes. Lily Sobieski. Yeah. And in Joyride. I remember that one. It wasn't like a babysitter one though. I think they were like their parents had died and they were with some crazy foster parents or something like that. Um, it's 2001. I just looked it up. <laughs> I had that one on DVD and I, I don't even know why I got that. I think I just liked the cover of it. Um, but Jill, <laughs> so Jill's like home alone, you know, she's scared and, and she starts getting these weird calls, which is so creepy, right? This guy who just starts calling a random house and, and how he and knows phone, like, rings a lot. I know. And how he knows she's babysitting, like have no idea, but she calls the call. She calls everybody else first and nobody's fucking answering her. Right. Calls her dad. Maybe, maybe dad, maybe just be on ready. If your daughter's going to call you Oh, he didn't have any more minutes. The family ran out of minutes. Cause Jim, Jim oh, right. The they ran right. Mm, all, all the minutes gone. Um, but when she does finally call the cops, I think it's so fucking, this is like a, a stupid part, right? It's like, your police department already knows that there's a babysitter murderer out there. Right. There's like this serial babysitter murderer and you're like, he'll be fine. He's like, you're fine. There's nothing really we can do unless they're like trying to actively kill you. You know, he's just trying to scare you. So if there's a knife in you, call me back. Otherwise, not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. Not my problem. He seems more He's like, we got a bonfire down there. We got we got. Stuff going on. Our officers are out there getting drunk with the teenagers. We're handling <laughs> that right now, okay? <laughs> so she's on her own, you know? Jill's just on her own. I think it. this is where the pacing kind of has a little bit of a problem is that she – they're obviously trying to fill up time. They don't really yes. know what to do, and she's just kind of walking around and gets a call every five minutes, right? Yeah. I, okay, so see, that was what I said. That's That was my only, like, issue is that yeah. – it did feel like we are we have twenty minutes and we gotta fill an hour. So it's there's one, a little bit yeah because like I felt like she should have called the parents sooner as well. Like I would have been scared pretty quickly of this man calling and breathing and you know just asking me weird questions. Yeah, and it felt like she should have called the parents and her dad earlier, but also kept calling. Like I just would have been like. Well, now I'm waking up the children and we're going to hide and I'm going to keep calling the police. Like, because she like really does. She goes in to check the children once. Right. And, but I guess, I guess they were asleep the whole time. So she never really introduces herself until like at the very end when she's got to save them. She's like, hi, I'm Jill, the babysitter. Let's go. Let's <laughs> run away from this murderer. <laughs> but she goes up to check on, on them and she gets a call from it. Like the calls are really creepy. I think they're, they're very effective. Cause he says like, have you, or, have you checked the children? She goes up and checks the children. She comes down and he says, how were they? And yeah. it's like, <gasps> you know, and she starts closing all the, all the curtains. And I think scream has just spoiled me. Cause I kept being like, all right, but like, say something scary, sir. Like at first he's like just breathing. And yeah. like, I don't know. What did you want to say? What was your favorite TV show? I want to see you, what your insides look like. Jill. What are you recording on the Madrakas's TiVo? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought um, the one line that really gave me chills was, uh, and she's like, what do you want? And he's like, your blood all over me. And that's, that was like, ugh, ugh. Just, that didn't get you? That didn't no. get you in the same way, you fucking little prick. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I felt good. like that was a good moment for him to like get violent and him to be like, 
Like, I don't know, like, I want your blood all over me. I don't know. That feels like, all right, well. It's just, that's been done. You know, we had Black Christmas that did that, and the calls were really obscene like that. These are obscene just in a very, a much quieter way, and I still think that is just as effective. Um, It's when she stops. I mean, we we get a whole scene where uh, Tiffany comes by, and Tiffany's, you know, they they have like a little makeup thing. Tiffany... (laughs) She's like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bitch. I'm gonna make out your boyfriend. Everybody knows this. I'm my fucking boyfriend. You just have to know that if you're gonna be my friend. Just like you're right. Okay. And I'll they, they seem to make up, right? It they did. Seem I like do like it. Girl power. Girl power. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> like Bobby. <laughs> Tiffany leaves, and when Tiffany's out in the driveway, this is also really scary because I get scared I going out good. to the driveway by myself, and not anyway. You know. Um, yeah. No, I thought this works because I like. There's like something about right when you come home at night and there's no lights and you're like, yeah, there could be a killer out here. That's what I kept thinking of. Especially with wind and you think you hear footsteps and, you know, I like I like all of the auditory things with, with yeah. this movie. It's like you hear a lot of sounds everywhere and you're not sure if that's, those are her footsteps or if those are like footsteps coming at her. Or right? like just like the wind blowing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, she, she like drops her keys and like tries to get out. She tries to back up and there's like a branch there. So the banging on the door, do you think that was her trying to get help? Um, no, I think that was him fucking with her. I don't think so. I think it, it makes it even creepier if that was her and she was just like pulled away at the very last moment. And that's when he got her. And she was like that close to, to safety. Because I, I feel like then she would have heard something. Like she would have heard her screaming or something. Maybe, maybe. I guess or she would have been like yelling like Jill's name or something. Yeah, I think from here we stop being stationary so much and we start playing with all the the parts of the house that you know we have. Um, the the guest house, you know, there's a moment where she takes off running to the guest house because she sees the light pop on there. So she, I don't know why she thinks like the the son from college is there. Yeah, you know, she just goes over there. I would have been like, well, that's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Every time she sees a light come on, she thinks it's either. The son the from college or Rosa. or Rosa. She fucking thinks Rosa is darting in and out of these, every room in this house. She's like, oh, Rosa, Rosa, <laughs> yeah. Rosa. I feel like you should assume Rosa's dead once you Rosa see all is of her gone. shit. Just like, <laughs> just like, like, like somebody just scooped her up at yeah. that exact moment. The bird sees there, you know, like it looks something is wrong here. And she spends way too much time just making excuses for everything clearly somebody and you're getting calls at the same time it is clearly not fucking rosa like okay like where is she i don't know and especially like when she found her phone like well like rosa ain't leaving without her purse so exactly exactly i don't know it takes her a little bit but finally you know we get into the real thick of it and and uh she she like goes upstairs she gets a call from the guy from the police and he's like your call is coming from inside the house which i still think was a good moment i do like it is it the is. way she's like fuck and we yeah. like the music that plays and she drops the phone what do you think about the so katie right behind her then um that, that being the moment that she sees her body it's all right yeah that worked mm-hmm. I, I felt like I don't know and the the blue eyes looked a little silly to me. I will say, yeah. I, and I, I know the light on them, but like it looked a little like I do think it needed to up the stakes. Like okay. we know it's a murderer, but she doesn't know it's a murderer, so she needs to know it's a murderer. Yeah. So like seeing Tiffany, like then she's like, oh, there is a murderer in this house. Fuck, you yeah. know. Like I felt like she definitely needed that because they're saying the calls are coming in from inside the house. 
And she would assume like this guy's like probably not great, but then she sees a dead body of her friend and she's like, oh, and he's going to murder everyone. Yeah, I think from this point, it's it's just really the, the, the pacing really picks up and they're like moving at all times now. I love and I also really love Camilla Bell's acting in this is with she's really good at acting with urgency is like other I feel like other times. You have scenes of urgency, like the actress will stand around and like look around and Camilla Bell is like checking things. She's like actively always doing something and moving and going through closets and, and toy chests, you know, and she goes up and tries to find the kids and they're like hiding in a toy chest. And then she looks up and this is so creepy. Did you get creeped out of this? I hope like you're telling me no at everything. This is just ruining it. This is ruining my experience. She looks up and the guys in the fucking rafters, like looking that, down at her. That is from the original, right? No, or maybe, no. maybe it could be I feel from like, like I the second him, half of it. I feel like I remember him looking down in the original too, but maybe it could be the second half of it. I don't remember the second half as much as the first half. I know it wasn't the first half, um, but that was fucking creepy, man. That was so scary. And then like she gets the kids and they go and I love all of the atrium stuff. All of this courtyard stuff is so good. I like when she gets wet, they go out there and she's like, Jill is a really smart babysitter. She's a really smart final girl and she's. Knows there's a mister, so she uses the mister to, like, hide them while they hide, and he's looking through the glass, and she gets under the water, and when she sees Rose's body, I really like that she didn't get up and scream, you know? She just, like, kind of lifted her head and just... Yeah, well, she, like, screams underwater, covers her mouth, and then... Yeah, no, I will say, like, it bothered me leading up to this that it felt like, why aren't we doing... Like, why aren't we more... Why are we just kind of scared, but not, like, in panic? Um, And I was glad that once we did, like, reveal that, like... Oh, there's a dead body. Oh, there's the guy up in the rafters. She was like, fuck, we got to do something. Yeah, but and she, then she was like really capable as like a fi- in the final girl moments, I think. That's what I liked about it, though, is that, that she wasn't she was panicking, but she was panicking with the goal in mind because right. she knows that she has she has to get save herself and these kids. Right. So she really has to mama bear this shit and get us out of the fucking house right she's not screaming and and right. running around raving her arms in the air you know um and she's she's thinking things out and she's really plotting um and i saw somebody on twitter the other day say take slow motion out of horror it doesn't belong in horror i don't know everybody's always bitching on the fucking twitter but like there's a couple slow motion shots in this in this movie and they work really well like when she knocks him over the bridge and he falls into the water and she's getting out of the water it's like those moments of tension where we know she could be caught at any moment that's when they use the slow motion and it's so good because she's slow motion of her getting out of the water and you know uh he like nearly gets her like grabs her hair she like locks him in there and i would have been like we are not pulling my hair. Children, get something to smash this man with. Yeah, she like she she rips her hair out, right? She just like kind of fuck, yeah. fucking love this girl. I just love it. Like anything to get out of the situation, right? You know, just get out of there, man. Um, she looks great all wet. I know that's just an aesthetic final girl thing because they're not going to use blood. She's not going to be all bloody by the end of this. So she's she's wet and it works, you know. Um, she gets the kids out finally, and, and right before gets she gets out. That's he he pulls her back in, and this is her final girl battle moment, right? And there's a lot of fucking action here. She tries to go up the stairs, he pulls her down like twice. They fall over the stairs, you know. They're really like going for it here. It's not quite scream, they're not like falling all over each other, but uh, they are a little bit. She's the tequila bottle, throws it against the fireplace, turns the fireplace on, and you know, she's good. She's good. I love it. I love this final girl stuff. I love a good final girl battle, and we need more of these in horror, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, I love, I hate if they're not capable, then I don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I really liked that she like, and I mean, we, like I said, we got the, like, she's an athlete. So it makes sense that she's like 
a little bit better because, you know, I might be knocked out by the second time I'm pulled down the steps and knocked onto the staircase. Like, I might be and knocked out. Like, okay. I'm like, all right, fucking kill me. I can't move. That hurt. No, they're not going after your boy. He's this is a this is a lady killer. He likes to kill female babysitters. So I like that, and I like that. Like, we at least even got like, okay, she missed when she threw the bottle, but yeah. like then she was like, oh wait, I could use the fireplace, and mm-hmm. like I like that. Because also that's realistic that like when you're panicking, maybe you're not the best yeah. shot with like throwing a fucking bottle. But then she used that to her advantage and then hits him with the poker, which I thought was really Yeah, cool. she like stabs through his hand. That's the most violent thing I think we see in this is yeah. when she stabs through his hand and uh pins his hand to the to the thing. I love that she like does it and she like shocks herself and she's like, <laughs> like <laughs> I thought she was gonna stab him because I think that's what I would have done. Probably that's the rule, right? Is you gotta like bash them, but for some reason they always leave them, let them go. Um, but she takes off, and she's that's when we get the slow motion again, right? Like he could be behind her again, and we get the slow motion. And I love the uh, the dual the dual shots that we get because the shot of her is very slow motion, and the shot uh, POV going towards the door is super fast, and it just works. It like it plays with your attention so so well. Yeah. Um, and she finally makes it out, and you know. Makes it safety. Finally, the fucking officer's here, you know? Could have sent somebody earlier. Babysitter <laughs> killer out on the loose. This is the second time. Uh, Wait, and fun fact, that do you know that guy's an angel? Did not know that. Nope. He, he plays the demon with the big... He's like silver, and he's got the big silver headpiece. He's also in the office. <laughs> point him out next time. Whenever we watch Angel, make sure you point him out. And then he's not in it till season two, I think. Yeah. He's in a few episodes. And then I like that we see a little bit of the, you know, a little bit of the aftermath and that we see there's one, they have the, they have the stranger in the cop car and they drive him past her. And there's like one really long shot where we see the, his whole face. That was a little much for me. We stayed on him for Did so you? long. Oh, Ian, you're frustrating me. This is, this is why I liked it so much is that we don't usually get stuff like that. Right. And we get him and knowing later through, through the, 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 uh, like news anchor audio talking about the, the situation and that uh, he's somebody mysterious and they don't even know his identity. You know, that makes it so creepy. And he's got this scar going there. He was in the sons of anarchy or anarchy. Also, did you ever watch that? No. Yeah. He was really good in sense of anarchy. Um, but like, I love that. I love that. And it just is, it's such a good moment between them and he just looks deranged and like he, it didn't matter. It didn't matter who, who it was just, he's just going, he's just going, killing people doing, you know, his I mean, thing. I, I like that aspect that I do like that. And I like the way they lit him. So we don't see his face till the end. And I do like the idea that it doesn't matter that like, you know, you know, there's a moment when she thinks it's Bobby prank calling her. Right. And we, it is not him. Yeah. And like, I like that it doesn't matter and that it's not, you know, one of the teens we met or like her dad or what it's just like some fucking random serial killer because that's. Yeah. I think they, common, we, right? we could have done a little bit better with setting up some red herrings, right? Because I think yeah. they're like, we're supposed to. And again, I think this movie made it was made as a remake, knowing it's a remake and expecting everybody to have already seen the other stuff. Because in the other one, we kind of suspect the sheriff. We expect maybe one of the, uh, Mary, uh, the, the, one of the kids dad, you know, the Mr. Madrakis. Um, I, I will say, because I was thinking the kids were going to be dead the whole time. I was like, Ooh, is it going to be one of the parents? Is it the dad? Like I, once they weren't dead, I was like, Oh, it's not. But I was thinking like, because the parents kept saying like, Oh no, no, no. Don't check on the kids. It felt very like we've murdered them and it's a shock for you. So don't see them yet. That would have been fucking wild is if they like had murdered and gave her this whole house tour and everything. But it was like, Oh, kids are at the top of the landing. 
They are dead. Well, because like they made such, they like said it like three times. Like, yeah. nope, don't check the dead. That would have been fucking wild. I mean, I guess it's in the title, right? When a stranger. Goes. Right, stranger has to be a stranger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it though. I like that he's just this unknown, this yeah. anonymous guy. Um, I do like that. And then we get the thing that like, you even said it while we were watching the 2000s sort of trope that everybody's got a dream sequence at the end, you know? They love doing that. It's a callback to, you know, Friday the 13th, you know, where she wakes up at the end and she's not sure if she really got pulled in by the boy in the water or not. But right, though, almost every like early 2000s horror movie. I, I, I could take that off. I think it ends better yes. when she sees his Just, face and then yeah. we fade out or something like that. I think it's much better. Um because we know she's got trauma, you know? She's got that trauma. Yeah. She's got the yeah. trauma. <laughs> yeah, I never, like, because I know he did last summer, did it to each one of them that they ends with, like, the, like, yeah. there's the killer, but it's, like, not really. Um, So, yeah, I I think I said that to you. I was like, this is a dream, isn't it? Because the early 2000s horror love doing that. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I like the movie overall. And I do, they... I do, even though I didn't love the slow motion of his face, I do love that it's, she's just shocked looking at him, but, like, it's yeah. not. Anyone. It's not it's anything that weird. that we. It's not Bobby. It's not anybody. Yeah. You know, maybe she was thinking it was somebody, but it is just some stranger. And I, and I do like the way he's lit until then, where it's like he's always backlit, so he's like a shadow. I like yeah. that. So then it makes it him plays creepier. into the the true crime of it all, and I love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'll never stop on the true <laughs> crime stuff. Um, this movie made a lot of money at the box office. It made like $70 million against a $15 million budget. Again, like horror really? box office draw. Horror horror brings in the, the big bucks. And they had plans for a sequel. Um, writer Jake Wade actually did a, an article with Bloody Disgusting. He did an interview with Bloody Disgusting about two years ago. September 18th, 2020. Oh, my God. It feels so long ago. Uh, why? It feels like we are still in a perpetual 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like we just started My Bloody Judy a few months oh, ago. Oh my god, we've been doing it almost two years now. It'll be, it'll be two years soon. Um, but you know, so Jake Wade basically was talking about the the plans that they had for a sequel, right? Because it was successful, they all planned to do a sequel, and they wanted to wait a couple of years so that Jill could get older, the actress could get older, and she was going to be a mother. And this is kind of so. When a stranger calls the original one, it's the beginning. Carol Kane's a teenager, and the, the second half of it is she's she's an adult with her own children now, and it's happening to her, you know. And so they were kind of going with this for its own second movie, and Jill would be a teenager, or Jill would be an adult. She'd have her own kids, and like. How that would sort of play out. Did you so say like, why it didn't happen? I think they. It sounds like in the article that just nobody wrote it, and nobody just pursued Care. it. Um, but it sounds like in this in this that they were still open to doing it, and they were like, well, you know, it has been like fifteen years. Camilla Bell is older, you know, like we could do it. She's at the age where she could be a mother now, um, and I think they should do it. They should. I would like to see her back. However, I don't know how I would want to do it. If, if I were sitting in the writer's chair, how do you do that? Do you have to have her face the same stranger? Um, I think so because of the, because of the world they created, yeah. with, it would have to be the same guy, like getting revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could do like a Michael Myers thing. Like he was being moved from one sanitarium to the next or one prison yeah. and then he escapes. Right. Um, and maybe he like murders. Maybe we get like a opening where he ch- escapes and kills some people. Yeah. And then she's like, fuck. Maybe even like I don't know. Maybe he. I didn't realize that movie. This movie did that well. Like I remember it coming out. It but... did. It did pretty. It did pretty good. I remember a lot of people talking about it. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know how I'd do, but I would definitely like to see a sequel. I think, uh, I think <laughs> come up with a new name, though. I think they were not going to name it When a Stranger Returns. It's like, get a little more creative with it, you know? You can even Obviously, do When a Stranger Calls Back. That's fine. That works. Stranger on an iPhone. Do that one. <laughs> when a Stranger <laughs> I messages. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see it. I think this is one of my favorite horror remakes. I think it's one of the better ones of the early, t- or of the, of the 2000s. Slew that we got. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would rate well, that. Would you rate it? Um, um, like a border of 3.5 and 4 out of 5. Okay, I'll say a 5 out of 5. Ooh. I love a Jill Johnson. The widest name they could come up with, by the way. They couldn't do anything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Camilla Bell does not look, is she white? She does not look white. She looks like she's got something in her. And she could have a little Hispanic in her like us. I don't something. know. I don't know. Jill Johnson. Jill Johnson. I also keep wanting to say Camila Cabello. I have like I do too. I keep I almost do that <laughs> a couple of different times. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think of when a stranger calls the 2006 remake of the 1979 original, and what would you do with a sequel if you did bring Camille back for a second one? And we will uh, see you next time. Bye.